What's up, dirtbags? Welcome to episode 201, 201 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. Scott Sturman, Matt Deitch. What's going on, dude? Uh, you know, just enjoying the fact that it's, the wind's not blowing 40 miles an hour. Well, it was kind of today, but only not that 38. Much. Only yeah, 38 only today. 38. Seemed pretty calm. Yep. No, it uh, felt good out there today. I'll be honest. I didn't even wear my coat to lunch. It was just <laughs> like, oh my gosh, it's a freaking scorcher out here. But uh, uh, no, it felt good. And uh, um, looks like we've got good temperatures uh, coming down the pipe for a while. Yeah. A little chance of some freezing rain slash snow. Oh, really? Yeah, coming up here one of the next couple nights, and then next Monday, I think we're supposed to have another possibility of a big snowstorm. Oh, so, for Pete's sake. Yeah, I'm, I'm about so sick of snow. I, I was out pheasant hunting today, trudging through that stuff, and I walked about a quarter of a mile into a section where I knew there was a cattail patch, and I was like, oh, this is going to be money. They're going to be stacked in there, and I got out there. And the cattail patch was completely blown in with snow. And I was just like, I drugged all the way out here in this <laughs> snow for that. Yep. I can see where people have heart attacks in this stuff. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. But uh, um, <clears throat> before we get started uh, with today's episode, we'd like to give a shout out to our good friends over at the Dakota Angler Bait Shop in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, the Height Camp crew over there, a very knowledgeable crew. Um, I don't know. Just you, you were, were you over there? Just I wasn't. Over, I was over there before Christmas, before the last episode. I had stopped was that in before there. the, yep. Your brother was ordering stuff online the other day. Freaking dirty dog. He got himself a new Vexar, got himself rods, reels, just feet. Just taking advantage of that dirtbag discount is what he's doing. That's exactly right. And that's what everybody else should do, too. He said he saved like 75 bucks. Yeah, he said it. He was like, it was nice at checkout to see that discount on You there, bet. So. Nope. Uh, obviously, uh, we've said it once. We'll say it again. Uh, code dirtbag at checkout uh, when you're at www.dakotaangler.com. Uh uh, yeah, just just dirtbag. I don't think I don't think it matters if you use capitals or lower cases or whatever. But uh, that's good to get you uh, some money back. And they are running a lot of specials right now. I saw Todd was just posting on Facebook the other day uh, um, some clam shacks like over a hundred dollars off. Um, I, I don't know. They've, they've they've got a lot of they've got a lot of deals now. And uh, uh, now's now's the time to be getting it because ice fishing. Uh, I'd say it's officially in full swing it now. It is in full swing. I mean, we went from early ice to, you know. Middle middle season ice. Middle, right. Uh, you know, kind of like the, the the long days of the ice season. I mean, where you can pretty much go anywhere now. And a lot of places, they're driving on the lakes. Uh, down here, obviously not yet. But. Uh, I wouldn't doubt if they, I wouldn't doubt if there's people cruising out on Spirit. Yeah, Spirit, I, I bet you they have some. But, like, the Okabojis are still, like under 10 inches of ice i think or right around that 10 to 11 inches of ice so no uh, get over there to dakota angler get yourself stocked up a lot of you got money for christmas what a great way to spend your christmas money you got that right. fishing gear over there uh stop in there get yourself some snacks on your way and get yourself some bait on your way to the lake and uh you know, give those guys some crap while you're in there. No doubt. And if you're if you're kind of sitting there with a bunch of money uh, burning a hole in your pocket and you just cannot figure out what to spend that money on, uh, you know, you you know what they say. It's, it's better to give than to receive. So why don't you give your favorite podcast hosts uh, some of that cheese and <laughs> we'll go right. spend it at Dakota Angler with that dirtbag discount. 
Yeah, you get us something. You know, there was plenty of perch talkers in there last time I was there. You could get Scott a couple of those. So. Yeah, I'd probably see if my <laughs> – probably see, you know, if, if I got those, what I would do is I would see if these holes in my ears uh, from when I pierced my ears like back in like the seventh grade when my dad was freaking pissed. <laughs> but, uh, you show If you show up to the lake ice fishing sometime with a couple perch talkers in your ears, I'm buying you a steak dinner that day. <laughs> Oh, don't, don't even tempt me. Like I will do it. No problem. I actually, we had a guy, uh, let me see here. We actually had a guy uh, reach out to us and he said, if you guys hate them perch talkers so damn much, he said, start sending them out to me. He was from, uh, I think he was from New York listener from New York. Oh, let me see here. Yep. New, New York, York City. Our good buddy Sean says, send me all the perch talkers. I've been killing black crappie and perch on them. And he is from New York, not the city, the state. You know, just a little bit better. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he said uh, he said he, he'd, he'd take them perch talkers off our hands. So, uh, you know, maybe we're going we're gonna to have a perch talker drive. Well, I tell you what. What was his name? Sean. Sean. Sean, get on dakotaangler.com, use the code DIRTBAG, you can order up all kinds of those perch talkers. And and if you if you call in and you say, hey, put this on Matt's tab, they'll do it. They'll do it. <laughs> I talked to Josh about it. He said, he said that uh, from the last time you were in there, he still got your card number. So That's why I have. So <laughs> that's why I keep getting invoices from tell, Dakota Angler. Tell your wife that's what's going on. Yeah. Like somebody scammed our card. I'm like, I don't know where this live scope came from. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's not a bad idea. It's but really uh, not. But uh, now whatever. Uh, hey, Matt, uh, we got out fishing. We did. We got out fishing yesterday. My first time of the season. My second time. Same spot. Yeah. Same spot. Wasn't even five yards away from where I was last time, but the fishing was just as good, and I guess uh, that's all that mattered to me. Yeah, it was. Little chilly. Little chilly. Little chilly. Uh, We were in the single digits, and I think when we finally left, uh, I think it was nose and zero, but uh, there was no wind, and the sun was kind of shining. Uh, for the most part, before uh, the sun started going down, it felt pretty good out it there. It wasn't actually. too bad, actually. Yep. But uh, we will talk about uh, we'll talk about our ice fishing excursion uh, later in the show. But first and foremost, uh, we got our buddy Josh Strand on the show tonight. Uh, we uh, um, I don't I don't. How did we ever meet Josh? Was that strictly a Facebook deal? Well, he started listening to the show, and yep. On on a couple, uh, he's he's on the Cold Snap Pro staff. He's right. on the Clam Pro staff, and uh, yeah, podcast listener, and just kind of interacted through Facebook, yeah, and, back and forth, and yep. But uh, he uh, he posts a lot of pictures of uh, good good quality bluegills, and uh, um, kind of over in uh, the southern part of Minnesota, and uh, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about uh, with him tonight. So uh, we're going to get over to him. And Josh Strand is our guest today. Josh, how you doing? Not too bad. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing really good. Doing really good. Uh, how how you liking the warm up? Yeah, it's it's a nice heat wave. I almost had to break out the tropical shirt for tonight <laughs> to celebrate. Yeah, it was it was kind of different out there today. I mean, fifty degrees warmer. <laughs> right. And your face or your hands didn't like sting or hurt being outside for a little bit. I know we still can't get away from that dang wind. No, but, yeah. no, no, that's here to stay. 
Yeah. Oh, well, it is what it is. Yep. Did you guys get a lot of snow over that way, too, or was it just the cold and the snow? Or it's you know, cold in the wind? We didn't, we didn't get a whole lot of snow. Um, it was gale force winds, basically. And uh, I'm sure you guys knew, too, from Rapid City all the way to just about 10 minutes east of me, I-90 was closed down for about a day and a half. So yeah. Yeah. It, it got pretty gnarly out there. Yep. Yeah, it, it was. It, it was not fun being outside if you had to go out there. No. No, not at all. No. Well, Josh, uh, you've you've listened to the show enough. Uh, you know, you kind of you know this song and dance with a couple of random questions, and then obviously we got to talk chicken wings. But uh, uh, I wanna my my random question is gonna be uh, uh, what what what's your favorite Christmas movie? Oof. Um... I think I'm gonna have to go with uh, National Lampoon's. Okay, yeah. no Christmas vacation. Just, yeah, you just you can't beat it. Well, it's it's one of the most quoted movies there is. Yeah, you yeah. got was that your number one? Yeah, Matt? that was my number that one. Was okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you and Josh. It's, it's, it, it's hard to beat that classic there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. All right, mine is um, thinking back through the years. What do What's the, your most memorable Christmas present that you received? Ooh, that's a good one. Is there one um, that stands out? There's the one like when you were a kid that like you just went nuts for. You might look back at it now and be like, "Man, why did I overreact to that?" Like, yep. I can remember the first time we got the original Nintendo, and my brother just about knocked himself out on the <laughs> on the chair. He was so excited. Brant or Mike? Mike. Ah, shocker. <laughs> but I don't think he ever played it. <laughs> it it's funny you say that because I'd have to say my. My most memorable is probably when I got the Nintendo 64. Oh, gosh. NFL Blitz? And oh, my God. NFL Blitz, and, and when I opened GoldenEye, I just about crapped my pants. <laughs> and, and I was just glued to that sucker for as long as I could could be, you know. Did you ever play that uh, that snowboarding game called 1080? Oh, yeah, that was awesome. There was this Kazuke Kamachi or some, some snowboarder, and and my brother he used to play that game. And like when he would go off a ramp, like he would hold the the controller like as high up in the air as what he could. He thought like he'd get more air that way. Like he'd be rolling around. Well, it's a, on the it's a proven fact that you get more air time the higher you hold your controller. That's right. That's oh right. yeah, works sixty percent of the time every time. That's, That's right. right. It's science. It's boring, but it's part of our life. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, God dang it! And I wasn't much of a video gamer, but those games—they that—that was good stuff right there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they came out with a golden eye again, I'm not gonna lie, I'd probably buy it, and I'd I'd game all until the wife kicked me off of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Now, uh, uh, chicken wings. Got to talk about it. Uh, uh, Traditional or boneless? Oh, traditional all day, every day. Okay, you a spicy guy? No, anything hotter than ketchup, and I'm I'm grabbing a gallon of milk. So. My man, my man, we are I'm dogs. Gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with probably Parmesan garlic is about where I'm sitting. Okay, okay. Uh, you you throwing ranch on there? Nah, blue cheese all day. What? How old are you? He's got an old soul. I'm, an old soul. I'm, I'm 31. 31, going on 80. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get to walk, though. Yeah. He's got the same hairstyle as I do, so. Yeah, does he? Yeah, does. Well, you can only have brains or hair, so. Yeah. 
Matt and I are sitting pretty good, I guess. Yeah, I saw a sign one time that said, uh, God only made so many beautiful heads and the rest he put hair on. So <laughs> yeah. Some, someday, someday I'll rock that sign, but for right now I'm holding on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, Josh, uh, you you talked a little bit uh, about uh, being there on the interstate. You said from Rapid City to 15 minutes east of uh, where you're at, the interstate was closed. Uh, Where is that? Where is that in the world? So, Albert Lee, Minnesota would be where 90 and 35 meet, um, probably 10 minutes north of Iowa, the state line, and then if you jog about 10 minutes to 15 minutes west, it's a little town called Alden, Minnesota, and that's where me and my wife live. Okay. I was born and raised in Albert Lee, and then we just found a house over here and, and bought it, and that's where we've lived for the last three years now. Okay. Oh, right on. Okay. So so did you grow up fishing that area? Yeah, I grew up fishing the Albert Lee area. Um, kind of got into it. My dad took me out every once in a while, and uh, then I got to the age where I could ride bike, and there's actually two two big lakes right in Albert Lee. Um, one's Fountain Lake and one's Albert Lee Lake, and they're both probably about four blocks away from my house, so I just ride my bike down to the lake there and, and fish and kind of go from there, so... Because, you know, Matt and I were talking, when you think about fishing Minnesota, obviously you talk about, you know, fishing way north in Minnesota, uh, obviously with the the crappie chronicles and that type of stuff going on, the, the metro area has really gained some popularity, obviously Otter Tail County, but uh, south central Minnesota is not exactly the, uh, the spot that people are talking about, but... Uh, you consistently uh, posting pictures of uh, good quality fish. So, uh, is there just a couple diamonds in the rough down there, or, or uh, uh, just just not the pressure? And so you're able to find those fish. Yeah, there's in this area. There's a uh, there's a lot of a lot of duck lakes, as as you would call them, or, or farm ponds. You know, they're they're not very deep, but they're ninety to a hundred acres, and a lot of them have aerators, so they stay open, you know, through the winter time and stuff like that. And there's not a whole lot of pressure on them. And and the other ones, there is pressure, but they're so big that you get kind of lucky. And I also, I I kind of dabble into northern Iowa a little bit. And oh, I, okay, yeah, that I, explains <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm helping you guys out there buying an out-of-state license. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I I head over west every once in a while towards the Fairmont area, and then I'll even go east towards Lake City, or I got some buddies that live over by Rochester, and there's a lot of nice reservoirs over there that are fun to fish and stuff like that, too, so... Yeah, even though we're not, you know, up in God's country, there's still a lot of of good opportunities around here. Yep. Yeah. Do you ever venture over to, like, the Mississippi River and attack any of the backwaters over there? Yeah, we, uh, there's there's a couple backwaters over by, like, Winona and, and Wabasha area that they can be really good early ice. Okay. And there's there's some good duck hunting and stuff over there, too, when the season's going. We like to take the boat over to, to Lake City. It's 
it's Lake Pepin, but it's on the Mississippi, and we'll yep. fish for walleyes over there, and that's really fun too. Now, do you do quite a bit of traveling, or, or is the majority of your fishing done? Uh, you know, right there, decently close to, to to home. I usually stay, you know, pretty close to home. I try to get up north once or two once or two times a winter. I we went up to Red Lake earlier in the month here and i'll try to get back up there maybe later ice over to the deer river area or something but for the most part i kind of stay around home now you've been doing that red lake uh, trip a couple years in a row now haven't you yep so this this past year is the second year in a row we went up there and that's that's a lot of fun is it as magical as what they talk it is i mean it it's they make it sound like you drop down and catch one, but it's it's not like that. You know, there's oh, not really a whole lot of structure, so they kind of just roam, and you kind of got to wait them out. But when they do come in as a flurry, it's it's a lot of fun. I was gonna say, is there many guys like out there running and gunning to try to get them, or is it just a sit and wait type deal? So what we did the the first day we fished, it was pretty nice out, surprisingly. So we kind of found a spot that we wanted to try out and just drilled a bunch of holes and we were kind of all sitting outside and then my buddy's wife started catching them so we kind of honed in the grid a little bit and popped some more holes and then kind of set up the shacks and we all just you know hung out from there yeah but there is there's guys boogieing around on sleds and four wheelers and going like you know crazy no and no, so so do you go to a lot of new lakes then you know obviously two years ago red lake was something new to you but uh i mean are, are you the type of guy that uh uh really goes and tackles a lot of new lakes every year or, or is a lot of these lakes that you're going to the same lakes that you've been going to for years so i i try to go to new lakes just because you know you can you can always go back to that favorite lake you got and you know you're just gonna your chances of doing pretty well are good so and and it's always fun but i i think it's fun to you know look on the maps and i like to look at the the minnesota fish find or the lake finder app and it tells you stocking reports and net reports and stuff and there's a lot of lakes just west of me that nobody really fishes so it's it's fun to to check out new stuff too Yep. Yeah. Is that how you're kind of dissecting uh, the lake? You're going on uh, and checking out the, the net surveys and and then uh, just kind of going from there? Yeah, that's what I, I like to do that a lot because there's, there's a couple lakes just west of here that, you know, they look like just potholes and then you zoom in on them and, and click on them and there's, they're almost set up like a bowl, but they you look at the, the net reports and it's like, holy crap, you know, they last netted it couple years ago and the numbers look good so might as well try it out and if you strike out you're not really out a whole lot is the majority of that fishing pan fishing then yeah yeah and there's i got a couple buddies just north of me they live in Owatonna, and there's there's some lakes around there they like to walleye fish but i i like to pan fish quite a bit so now was last year your first year coming down to okaboji or have you been down here before no, last year is my first year, and man, that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Do, do you actually like? I mean, you know, for us, like it's it's just it, it's so normal for us. Uh, for for somebody like you, that's obviously obviously heard about it. Like, 
you do think Okaboji's pretty badass? Oh, yeah, it's freaking kick-ass for sure. Really? I mean, because you always hear stories, you know, gin clear water and huge, huge pan fish and stuff like that. And so I, had, I was just excited as heck all the way going down there, and we finally got out. And I got to ride shotgun with Chad Lorith on his Starship 7000. Our apologies. <laughs> we're just, you know, running and gunning and stuff like that. Yeah, he don't sit in one spot very long, does he? No, about as soon as I hit the bottom, it's like, hey, we're moving. I'm like, yeah. shit, let's go. <laughs> we come to fish or we come to cruise around? <laughs> yeah. He just, he just oh, likes it's... being hard on his gear, that's all. Oh, yeah, he is super yeah. hardcore on his yeah. gear. Yeah. But, no, it was a lot of fun, and we went to this. Uh, the last night we were there, we went to this old kind of rundown dive bar. I can't remember the name of it, but we got a bunch of pizzas there and stuff, and, God, it was, it was a cool place. Was it the Ritz? It was the, I think it was the Ritz, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah they got good just, pizza there. Yep. Yeah, it was just, just a cool place. I definitely would like to go back for sure. Well, door's always really, open. You can come back this winter. <laughs> I, I, I should because it's really not that far away either. It's about an hour. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is for us too. Meet in yeah, the middle. Yeah, so that, that ain't bad at all. No. Yeah, it's somebody told me, my, I think my dad was talking to somebody that was on the up on the north end of Okaboji on west the other day, and they said that that water's gin clear on Triboji this year. I bet. Like, oh. in, usually it's kind of got a little bit of a cloudiness to it the last few years, but, uh, yeah, it sounds like it's pretty clear. Um, I know, like, Emerson Bay, the, the fish are biting there right now. I, I saw think, Blair was out there today. I don't know how I think that I think the cool thing about Okaboji is when you're pan fishing, it's not like you're just going to catch bluegills. I mean... Pretty soon, all of a sudden, here comes the markup high on your graph. It's like, oh, here come the crappies through. You got chance of catching some nice perch. The yellow bass are always there, too. So, I mean, it's just such a wide variety of them. And then, like you said, when you're staring down the hole all day, pretty soon you see a five, six-pound largemouth come through and then a big northern or a muskie or a walleye even. I mean, you're just seeing all kinds of different things down there. Right, for sure. That's, that's like the... The last morning we were there, that's when you came out, and it was just cold as balls. Um, it was kind of slow, and the next thing you know, I caught a 13-and-a-half-inch crappie. It's just like, holy crap, you know. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. can be I, pretty frustrating, heard, too. What's that? It can be pretty frustrating being able to see all those fish down there, and like, God dang it, because it, it, it can be tough there. Oh, yeah, that's what I've heard, because... Dan Hogue was saying, because he had all these small, like, gold Fisca jigs, you know, and I'm like, God, that's that's kind of small, and, well, from what he said, you really got to downsize. Yep. So. A lot of two and three millimeter jigs. Yep. I heard Spirit Lake's a pretty pretty good premier walleye lake, too. Uh, it can be. It can be. But <laughs> just never really know with that one either. Yeah, it's kind of a hit or miss. <laughs> Same way with the perch on that lake. I don't know. People go crazy for 9 to 10-inch perch. I mean, they're over there just, oh, the perch are just absolutely going. And yeah. I don't know. It, it, Spirit well, that, Lake. That's one group of people that's really pushing it. Right. <laughs> you know, Spirit Lake, they, they, you can get on a good panfish bite there too uh, early on in Angler's Bay and stuff like that. But Actually, last year, even the chain, like Minnewashta and Lower Gar and Upper Gar can be, well, not so much Upper Gar, but like Minnewashta was really good 
for paying fish and you know for the bluegills and crappies last year as well sure and right out in front of the ritz yeah right out there on east okaboji has some good spots too it's going to be interesting to see here in a few weeks when the naifc is there to see how that pans out with them being on west one day and east on the other day yeah oh is that where they're going this year yeah oh that'll this to split the lakes up that'll be interesting for sure i think i think that people are gonna be surprised at the weight that comes out of east okaboji i really do i mean there's big the big fish are in west but i think that east is kind of like one of them things that you know everybody overlooks everybody's so concerned about west that they for you know they don't give east a fair shake but there's some damn good fish in east oh i yeah i think i think east can be just as good as, as west you know yep. i mean the, for a lot of years we've spent yep. a lot more time over on east and and uh there's times we're the only ones over there yep obviously uh the the clear water is not there but uh i think that's what really holds people away and, and yeah oh yeah um yeah is what it is yep now, Josh, I got a couple of questions for you, um, you know, and, and uh, th- this is this is for you and it's for Matt, and we'll just kind of roundtable discussion this. But uh, uh, first and foremost, I want to know, uh, how do you feel about driving on the ice? Ooh, so I was just talking about that to my buddy about two hours ago because <clears throat> one of the lakes in Albert Lee, they're just starting to drive out. And, you know, when I was younger, it was just kind of a, send it you know who gives a crap it yeah. might be 11 inches it might be 17 we're just gonna do the dang thing and see what happens like, now it's like i'm dang near one of the last guys to drive out and i i still don't really like doing it a whole lot I, yeah i absolutely hate it <laughs> i've i've drove a pickup one time out on the ice my, myself driving i've been uh, a couple times in other people's, but uh, I I don't I don't love it. No, I last year we were up on Whitewood. My uncle and my dad and I were and my brother, and I didn't like any. I I didn't like any of it. Like there's there's guys with three quarter tons and wheelhouses driving out right in front of us, and I was still contemplating. Well, maybe we can just park over here and we can just walk <laughs> out there and just, stuff like just that. Yeah, it's just like, God, I just, there's just something about it. And like you said, Josh, when we were younger, never thought anything twice about it. Hell, there was some nights where, you know, my buddies and I might have been out having a few, you know, adult beverages and you go fly down by the lake and go out there and whip a few shitties out on the lake and then you drive off and never thought anything of it. <laughs> now it's just like. It was early December. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Liquid encouragement. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, if you go fast enough, you aren't going to go in, right? Yeah, yeah. You're you lighter when you go faster. You just fly over the bad spots. <laughs> exactly. Not only are we well, biologists, but we're physicists. Yeah. So. <laughs> now, Eric and Eric and I, my brother Eric, one time, uh, we were up on Lake Ponset, and we had drove a pickup and trailer up there, had a four-wheeler in the pickup, took it out, and uh, we couldn't get the four-wheeler started once we were out there fishing. Maybe you were even along on that trip, I Matt. Been along. But uh, whatever the case, so we start hoofing it back, and, and we're going to go back and get the pickup and trailer and drive it back out there and, and push the four-wheeler into the trailer. And uh, whatever. We're, we're 
you you don't realize how big Lake Ponce it is until you got to start walking. So all of a sudden, I was along. Yep. Yep. This diesel pickup comes and pulls up next to Eric and I, and he's like, "Hey, where are you headed?" And we're like, "Ah, we're heading to the state park boat ramp over there." And oh, that's where he's headed too. You know, he'll give us a ride. We're going like 70 miles an hour across <laughs> Lake Ponset. This, like, I mean, little heaves and whatnot, like, he dude's freaking ramping them. And, and he, he's, I, we asked him, like, where are you from? Oh, no, up north, northern Minnesota. It's like, yeah, freaking obviously. <laughs> I mean, he didn't, okay. he didn't think twice about it. Like, you know, we're freaking nervous going out there with a four wheeler and he's got a diesel going 70. <laughs> yep. He's used to, he's used to passing men dot plow trucks on Lake of the Woods. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right what he's used to yeah i I don't know i just i'm not a big big fan of it i I do it eventually but yeah it 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 just worries a guy i always have my window rolled down and you know going going about 10 miles an hour if that i always i don't i always have my window rolled down for that fact and also if my brother brant is along so he doesn't lock my keys in my truck while it's running again (laughs) out on the lake so you had that happen huh yeah up on ponset really yep he locked he accidentally hit the lock button getting out and there it sat running in the middle of lake ponset we were luckily enough he knew some people up in the area and they knew the locksmith and he was able to come out there and we were just barely able to get it unlocked so so did the locksmith walk out there did he drive no he drove because actually he had just got back from doing the same thing up there so Crazy. Oh, man. Yeah. Now, now, Josh, are you uh, you got a four wheeler or a snowmobile, or are you uh, either a, a hoof it or, or drive the pickup? Yep, just either a hoof it or drive the pickup. Okay. So, how do you like? How do you pack light? You know, for hoofing it out there. You know, Scott and I, we all kind of do the same thing. Um, are you pretty conscious of what you're bringing along? Do you try to pack as light as possible, or are you just one of those that you know what? I'm going to pull it no matter what. I'm throwing it all in there because I don't want to be out there and wish I had something. So usually I try to think ahead and pack about as light as possible. Um, you know, just if if I'm taking my one man, I got I got just the buddy heater and I'll bring, bring one pounders with and stuff like that. And, you know, I have a five-gallon bucket that I'll put my flasher in and if I got some waters and pops and stuff i'll put that in there and i just i try to stay as light as possible unless the unless the wife's coming with and we got the two man then i got about 10 pounds of shit in a five gallon bucket so <laughs> well, but you got her that you can strap some stuff on her and she can she can hug you know fake an injury and, and make her <laughs> carry it yeah, just exactly. act like just act like the shack is really heavy we need to take <laughs> some stuff out of it here you know, why don't you hold this and carry that and... you know we were up on red lake this year and it was, there's pretty much no snow on the lake at all. And of course forgot to get her, she forgot cleats and you know, it, it was my problem that I forgot to get them and stuff. So next thing you know, I'm pulling the house and I look back and she's just chilling on the seat as I'm pulling the shack across the lake. <laughs> yeah, don't like, surprise. Well, I'll make myself useful, I guess. Yeah. Yep. That's ladies. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Most of the spots that I go to, I mean, it, it could be right offshore or quite a walk. So, I, yeah, I like to pack pretty light if I can. Yeah. All right. Why really not... helps having a – what's that? No, no, go ahead. Really helps not having a big clunky gas or propane auger, too. Ain't that the truth? 
Yeah, that yeah. that's one. You know, that's the one thing that we don't talk like when we talk about like the gas augers compared to the electric augers is how much difference there is in weight there. I mean, that is thing one thing about hauling those old things around. It's they are heavy. Yeah, it's it it makes a world of difference. And I used to before I had got an electric auger, I had a, a gas auger, and the thing just started leaking so much and stuff like that. It had to sit perfectly, and yeah, just a pain in the butt. No doubt, no doubt. We, uh, Eric, Eric and I, we we were out one time, freaking filled it up at his place, and I don't know, there's something wrong with like the the didn't know, close the breather valve, yeah, or the relief it. deal yeah, or yeah. whatever. Got all the way over to, to Okaboji. Eric's out there freaking pulling like a son of a gun on that dang thing, and we can't figure it out. Finally, we open it up, and things freaking all the way out of gas. It's like, what the hell? We filled it back at the house, and I don't know what the hell we did, but, uh, yeah, that was that was a mess because I had, I had actually said, like, I'm heading to the bait shop right now. I'm buying an electric auger. <laughs> I think I was going to get a propane at the time. Thank God I didn't do that, but uh, – uh, whatever, you know, then we realized what we had done and quick got some gas, but yeah, that, uh, I don't know. I, I like not having to worry about that. That is for sure. Yeah. I, I had a, I had a strike master, a gas one, and then I got rid of that. And this was before electric was pretty popular. So I bought a, a Jiffy Pro four and it was a propane one and it was nice. I mean, it started all the time, but that sucker was it was heavy too, you know. Yeah. Kind of nice if you had a wheelhouse, I suppose, or if you're just going to sit one spot. To, but to run around, it was just—it was a hassle. Was it? Is that one as loud? Is was that one as loud as the other Jiffies? When you fire it up, it sounds like a motocross race going on <laughs> out there. <laughs> no, they—they they must have finally fixed the exhaust because that propane was pretty quiet there. <laughs> I wonder if anyone ever puts custom exhaust on their ice augers. Just like, just like you see those chainsaws <laughs> on those like that great outdoor games that have that big exhaust. Wham! <laughs> yeah, put a fart can on it. Yeah, that'd be badass. Oh man, maybe we just need to get one and just just go out to lakes and just sit. Don't drill any holes. Just sit there and just rev the hell out of it. Custom <laughs> exhaust <laughs> and a cold air <laughs> intake. <laughs> just we need to go online. We need to go onto all these uh, Facebook groups and find like the things that people bitch about the most. <laughs> <laughs> about ice fishermen, you know, the loud jiff yoggers and all this stuff, and just go out there and just do them all. Yep. <laughs> just, sit, just sit there and just sit there and try to start it and just have, like, the choke off or something like that. And the thunk, 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 thunk. Yeah, right, once it, right, as soon as it starts, just shut it off and then just start doing it again. Yep. <laughs> drill, drill like an eighth of a hole. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Move along. <laughs> see, see, see how long it takes before somebody comes out there and shack and is like, hey, uh, you guys need some help? You want me to drill a hole for you? Nah, I'm good. And just get a little closer to there. Just uh, say something like, oh, this must be pretty hard ice here. I'm going to try to find some softer stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I mean, <laughs> we get run off the lake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one other thing uh, that I wanted to ask both of you guys. Uh, I've, I've been seeing a couple of uh, Facebook posts uh, uh, with, with this going on in it, and I just, I just want you guys' opinion. Uh, sunflower seeds out in the ice shack, people that are spitting their sunflower seeds on the ice. Yay or nay? Uh, I'm kind of a nay guy. I am too. Yeah. 
It does. Indians. It does look bad. I mean, they're not as bad as cigarette butts, I guess. But one hundred percent not as but, bad. But uh, but yeah, it, it it does make it look like a freaking mess out there. You know, like it does. So what about waxworm sawdust? Right. That's the same. Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't feel like that's as bad. No. But no. But it probably really, you know, it's the same thing, really. Yeah, it's. I agree. It's. It's one of them weird deals where when you're you walking out to wherever you're gonna fish and you see a spot where there's a bunch of frozen over holes and then there's you know frozen over seeds and waxworm dust and stuff and it just that kind of rubs me the wrong way and I don't really know why it should but it just does. That's the exact same thing as me. Like you know I'll I'll be honest. Like uh, there was a dude. It was a guide service holding up a I think it was a video and and uh, holding up a dang nice fish the other day and you could just see the ice behind him is just covered with sunflower seeds <laughs> and I'm like what a freaking pig and then all of a sudden it's like well really you know I guess like you know it's I, I don't even know if that's really considered littering is it like no that's they're, they're like biodegradable, biodegradable I mean, and and whatever you know so so then it's kind of like well you know maybe that maybe that's not bad and but i i do like i i it, it rubs me the wrong way i don't know if it's bad or if it's not but uh that that's why i wanted to ask you guys you know waxworm dust like in my mind i know i freaking hell i probably spilled a freaking full tub of waxworms <laughs> and you know try to pick the waxworms back up out of it and uh whatever but i guess i'm not blatantly spitting them on the ground i, I don't know i don't know how i feel about it I think it's just one of those things that it's like the eye test, like you guys are saying. It's like you see it, and it just it it's just not appeasing to the eye, and it's just kind of like, God dang it! How hard would have it been to spit that into a, you know an empty bottle or into a paper cup or something like that? Uh, it's just like, well, I don't know. You don't go to a baseball game and sit up in the stands and yell out, "You disgusting pigs!" as they're spitting you <laughs> right. know sunflower seeds and. All that stuff, like pick up your sunflowers, aids. But yeah, I. That's what I mean. Like you know, it 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 made me mad when I saw it, but then when you really think about it, it's like, I don't know, kind probably of, really not bad. Cool your jets yeah. a little bit, type. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Is. You it's, know, I just you have that with things out there. Sometimes you're just like, oh dang it. Then then you're like, yeah, it's really not that big of a deal, I guess. You know, it's it's one of those deals too. Like if if all of a sudden I was in the shack with somebody and they gave me a bunch of sunflower seeds, I'd probably spit them on the ground. Right. I'd probably spit them on the ice, and then I'd I'd you know Kick like snow over them. I, I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what I would do, but I I I would literally walk off the ice and see somebody else that did the same thing and be like freaking pig and whoa whoa oh shoot shoot that really didn't work did it I don't know I don't know I just that, that's just, a weird like deal like I said it it's just doesn't deal. it doesn't make it seem like the ice is clean and we're always talking about being stewards of the you know of the outdoors and trying to keep it as nice and po- as possible and then that happens and. You know, yeah, like in your eyes, it's almost like leaving a empty one-pound propane bottle out there, and it, it really isn't. No, I mean, not a, not even I mean, close, not really. Even, right. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I've already seen that a couple times this winter, which is just, it's sad. You it's, know? A, it's amazing what people leave out on the ice. I mean, you wouldn't think it's that hard. You know, like, I get it. Sometimes something might pop out of your shack when you're you're walking, but some of these things that are out there, it's just like, 
It's like, really? It's like this, you left this out here? Yeah. That's like, I always have a, I have a couple, I always have a couple, you know, empty plastic bags in the bottom of my house just cause you know, it's, you, you throw the crap in there and then when you're, get back to the shore either you forget about it or you don't but it's at least it's in your house you know right well and that's the thing about what i think that we always talk about with the littering is most everybody out there is walking around with either a sled or you know a bucket and it's just like it's not that hard when you get done with something just to throw it in your sled your shack or you know a bucket and just bring it with you exactly do, do they need to make the penalties worse you know, I mean, if 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 a game warden would see a person littering, or or you know something, if 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 you see a person litter, if you see a guy pack up a shack and and walk away from a spot, and you walk up to it, and and there's a bunch of wrappers and and an empty beer can and whatnot uh, sitting there, I mean, if they would lose fishing privileges for a year. Is that going to stop people, or, or are these people just like that's just ingrained in their DNA to be trashy? I think if there's, you know, if if, if the conservation officer saw him walk walk away from that spot, I I think it's a littering ticket for sure. But you know, obviously that fifty sixty dollar ticket isn't doing it. So so that's what I mean. Like if if they if they got a sixty dollar littering ticket and loss of privileges for a year, would that make them think twice? Uh, yeah. I, I well, I think that most of the people that are littering are have never been caught for it. I right. Mean, I think right. even I think even with a fifty or sixty dollar ticket, you get caught for it, you're gonna think twice about it the yep. next time. Yep. It's probably uh, throw the ticket out the window after you yeah. drive away. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I just I yeah I don't. I just think that there's slobby people out there that are too yep. lazy just to pick up after themselves. Yep. yep. I mean, you see it a lot too towards the end of the year when wheelhouses have to yep. get off the ice. You just see all sorts of crap sitting out there. That is very true. Yep. Yeah. And now, I mean, I know some guys use two by fours to kind of to level out their house and stuff. And you know, if it's frozen into the ice and you can't completely chip it out of there, it's like, well, it, it sucks. But it, if a two by four is out there, it's it, hopefully it'll eventually float to shore, but when it's, you know, I've seen foam insulation and one-pound tanks and beer can't. I mean, you guys have seen it, all sorts of crap. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, well, and, and you know, if, if that board doesn't float to shore right away and somebody's cruising around in their boat, you know, kaboom. Right. Yeah, that's that's the other thing, too. It could knock your freaking prop off. Yep. Now, Josh, uh, when we were setting up this uh, this interview, uh, you had told me that uh, you kind of had a unique story. Uh, um, uh, I guess I won't even dive into it, but uh, what, what what do you got there? So, yeah, last year when we were up on Red Lake, it was me and my buddy in, in my flip-over shack, and then our other buddy was probably 25, 30 feet away from us in his flip-over shack, and we were all just, you know, fishing, and he'd kind of walk over every once in a while and BS with us a little bit, and he actually had a, a snare rod set up in his house, but I don't know if it was set up on, if he just had it leaning on his seat or how he had it, but it it wasn't in the holder like it probably should have been, and uh, he was over shooting the breeze with us, and he finally walked back, and 
about 10 minutes later, I hear a, oh, bleepity, bleepity, bleep. And we're like, what the heck just happened, you know? So I'm like, what's what's going on? You all right? He goes, I had a fish on my snare rod, and I watched it go straight down the hole. And I'm like, oh, man, that, that sucker's gone forever. You know, that that's never coming back. And uh, about an hour goes by, and he he's still sitting over there, and then... I get a mark on the bottom and I set the hook on it. Well, here I I saw some line that wasn't connected to my pole, so I yelled at him and he came he came running over, and uh, here I caught his rod along with about an 18 inch walleye on it. So I told him he could keep the walleye and I could take the rod. <laughs> That's what That's I'm right. talking about. <laughs> yep. that, just just crazy because. I've heard stories of people catching a, you know, they, they lose a rod out of the side of the boat or something and somebody ends up catching it. But the fact that that fish kind of stayed right in the area and that it was caught was just crazy to me. Now, Zach Cox, did Zach Cox just tell a story like that or? I don't think he did. He didn't? Uh, I feel like there's a Cox story. Been, right. I don't know if that was told on here or if that was told, but I think they had a similar situation, uh, Garrett or or uh tristan or zach or somebody had had a had a similar deal and you hear about it more often that that uh you know these people lose a lose a rod down the hole and and if you keep fishing in that area somebody eventually comes up with it i can just envision a a walleye with a hook hanging out of the side of its mouth and then a rod probably two feet behind it just bouncing off the bottom <laughs> right. of the lake. Now, now, was that walleye that you caught, that 18-incher, was that the the fish that, that had bit on that snare rod, or, or you just happened to catch that line along with it? It was. So I I actually snagged that fish is what had happened, but that, that fish had the hook from that snare rod in its mouth. Okay. And was was dragging it behind it and i somehow snagged you know the the fish or the i snagged some part of the setup and next thing you know i'm reeling up a fish in a a snare rod very careful you might get caught for fishing with two lines (laughs) 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 one line over 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 the limit sorry sir we're gonna have to give you a ticket (laughs) i wonder i wonder on average how many ice rods end up down the hole every season Golly, I just I just wanted to say I don't know that I've ever dropped anything down the hole. I know that's it, like I was thinking about it and I'm like, God dang it, don't say it, Scott. Don't you say it. You haven't. You've had things of yours drop down the hole. But. I've had cold snap toothpicks. I was last year at or two years ago at Hooked on Hardwater, my boy dropped his cell phone down the hole. Uh he he dropped one of my cold snap toothpicks. I'm trying to think that might be about it yeah my dad today over on lake boya he was fishing with my nephew and then pretty soon there was a guy walking around asking people if they had a camera an underwater camera and dad's like yeah i have one he dropped his keys down the Son hole of a- so dad said they drilled about 10 holes and they found it they found the keys really like and i think and they got them they didn't get them they couldn't hook them he put on a jig this guy put on a jigging wrap and i was like how would like how can he not dad said every time he let that jigging wrap hit the bottom too much and it would get all cloudy and you oh, couldn't yeah. see and stuff like that so 
Huh. God, you wonder, you'd wonder you'd, if a magnet, you think. Right. Yeah. Something. Like a big magnet or something. I I know, I'm I, surprised I, that you. I'm surprised that he couldn't get it with that jigging wrap because right. it seems like no matter if I look at a jigging wrap, it seems like a hook ends up in my finger. <laughs> no, so. so. You're in your finger just looking at it. Right. So he ended uh, up. He ended, he he wasn't so concerned as much about it as his truck keys as he was like other keys that were on there. So right. I don't know if he had keys to like other like house keys or whatever but uh i think he had to call up his wife and she had to drive from, si- from sioux falls to bring his spare set of keys over so ouch bet you that was a quiet ride home oh yeah. man that's always <laughs> yeah it seems like them ice holes are just always a magnet oh no doubt it's like i've been unfortunate enough to drop two cell phones down and now i finally got this it's like a tether thing that wraps around your phone and then you clip the other end onto your your bibs and it's got like a paracord on it because i just yeah and it happens so dang quick you know oh you can drop your phone like four feet away from the hole and it just like slowly <laughs> like, makes its way that yeah, way right. you just watch <laughs> it the whole time it's like no, no it's gonna stop oh no, no it ain't no it ain't it's yeah. like there's a big cone around it like on a dog's neck exactly yeah. exactly all right, Josh. Uh, you know we've we've gone forty minutes here. Uh, before we let you go, is there anything else uh, that you wanted to mention? Or no, not at all. Just I appreciate you guys having me on the show. I've been a long time listener, and I I love listening to it on the the way to work every week. It, nice relaxing drive listening to you guys babylon i suppose yeah i suppose it's a confidence booster for you you know (laughs) you're like boy these dudes don't have it together my life's looking pretty good (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's what we like to do around here yep yeah just we're motivational speakers that's what we are boost people's egos you're dang good at it appreciate (laughs) it man uh no we uh uh, you know, it, it's crazy. Like I feel, I feel like I really know you. And, and Matt said he's met you once over at Okaboji, and I think I've met you twice. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I think we'll have to try and figure something out. Meet at Okaboji or something this winter, and get together if all the stars align and the schedules work out and stuff. So yeah, maybe no we, doubt, maybe we need to go over to Fairmont and put a beat down on them yellow bass. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun too. I heard them things are pretty good to eat. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yep. No, we'll uh, we'll work something out and uh, hopefully uh, get it on the books. Sounds good. You guys have a good night. Yeah, yeah you, you too. too See you, man. See ya. There goes our buddy Josh Strand uh, from over there. What did he say? Alden, Minnesota. Yep. Was that? Yep. Alden. You, you're you're familiar with that area. Yep. We. If he would have been originally from Alden, I would have gave him some crap because Ooh. because. Uh, when Ooh. my freshman year of football, we went El- we you went got your Ellsworth. heart you got your heart broken by a little Philly from Alden, didn't nope. you? Yes, you did. I no, can we, see it in your eyes. We broke. I can some fi- see it in your eyes. We broke some Phillies' hearts from Alden Ooh. over there because uh, my freshman year of football, we went over there. We were Ellsworth by ourselves for the first time in a long time for football. Okay, we just started varsity football up and uh the week before we had lost to Glen- glenville Elmons from over in that area yep, yep. 55 to nothing at halftime Ooh. they put the whooping on us our first varsity game everybody's like oh man what did we get ourselves into we went over to alden and they're on like a 28 game losing streak and we pulled up and people were like oh yeah we're gonna this, this is streak, the one the streak ends tonight you know they were trash talking us there were signs and all this stuff 
and we ended up beating them. It was the only win we had this that year. <laughs> <laughs> so there, I've never seen so many pissed off people in my life. I mean, they really thought our streak is done, and we beat them. <laughs> I, there's an outside chance a couple people from Alden might listen to this uh, with Josh being on it. So uh, you, that's all you right. Better you better pump uh, the brakes right there. Brought up some old memories <laughs> from them. So yeah, yeah, yep, over there. That was, that was cool. I mean, there is a lot of lakes over there that people just don't. I think people over there don't even really realize. And you know, I don't. I don't. Obviously, I have no clue about those lakes. But uh, I've I've driven on ninety over there and then dropped down on thirty five. And you know, when you're when you're south of Albert Lee and going by Glenville there and whatnot, uh, um, there's there's lakes like on both sides of yeah. the interstate there and. Uh, um, I believe I th- I think I've seen ice shacks out there before. I don't know if they're worth a toot, but uh, um, yeah, who knows? Whatever. But uh, I guess um, it's just like like we talk about Lake Pahoya over here, right? Exactly. You know, for us, like, oh yeah, it's Lake Pahoya. It's a good lake. We can go fish over there and yep. stuff like that. And people are like, oh, like, well, like, what's yeah, that? Uh, they ain't got, and and you know, I mean, if you were from an hour away, there's no reason to drive there, right? But uh, well, you know, obviously you know, it would be more beneficial to probably go to, go to an Okaboji or go up into South Dakota or, or, you know, there's better lakes, uh, you know, probably up a little ways in Minnesota, but, uh, for us, you know, it's, it's the closest lake we've gotten. So that's, uh, well, we got to take advantage of sometimes when you only got a, um, a short morning or a short afternoon to, to be out there, but, uh, and, Definitely. and, and obviously, you know, even, uh, it, it, it it's good fishing i mean it's yeah. it's worth spending a whole entire day there if you oh, got it really to is go, and so. i think that you know like josh brought up i think that a lot of people like sometimes you overlook what's in your backyard in your own backyard or you're too afraid to explore because some old timer years ago said oh there ain't nothing in that lake right or there's nothing it's not worth a shot you got a free afternoon why not just go out there and yeah, see what happens know, jump around and see what you can find i mean you might find like you said a diamond in the rough yep yep but uh well whatever uh matt and i did get out uh fishing yesterday uh of all people that uh, could have text all of a sudden my brother yeah freaking says that, hey i'm, I'm gonna going go out fishing. to pahoya and, and it wasn't a hey do you guys want to go it's a hey guys i'm going to yeah. uh to pahoya fishing who wants to join me and it's like <laughs> boy I, that that's not what i expected to hear out of ricky i didn't think i was going fishing yesterday i i didn't think that i had an ice school's chance in hell um kind of pulled dad duty in the morning because uh the wife went and did a little uh after christmas shopping and uh just kind of hanging out and when eric texts that it was like you know what i'm i might be able to pull off uh you know a, a two and a half hour little trip here and and uh felt good to get out there I, i'm sure it felt extra good for you and eric uh first times right. of the year but uh um you know it was pretty pretty solid bite yeah it was i mean and fish were you know if anything you were always working fish i mean they might not have been always bite but you were always working something there was always something down there and uh you know no real big big ones or anything like that but a couple of solid fish and, yep. and you know enough to keep you you know keep you occupied for that last i mean for the, just a couple hours that we were over there right i just you know I, I dropped the live scope down there and it just is mind-blowing to me that i could be sitting there jigging and have three bluegill you know within a, a foot or two of my jig and then all of a sudden like out of freaking left field you see one coming yeah. and i mean just close the freaking distance 
And, you know, all these other ones tap their brakes, you know, they're, they're kind of sitting there trying to figure it out. And this dude comes from fricking 10 yards away and just fricking crushes yep. it. And it's just like, what, you know, what did those other three see that they were like, eh, I'm not a hundred percent sure, you know, eh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. And that dude's like, well, piss on you guys. I'll yeah, take I'll it get in before you do. <laughs> yep. And, and, you know, you have that more often, especially bluegill fishing where, you know, you, when you're fishing over at Okaboji on that clear water, you can have four in a row that come up and just, you know, come right up, nose it and, and do the back shuffle and, and swim away. And all of a sudden that fifth one's like, no hesitation. Yeah, just I'm boom. going. Yep. And, and, and you didn't do anything different. So the worst, knows? the worst is like when, when they come flying in there, just kamikaze and in there and they miss it. It's just like, ah, oh, dang it. They miss it or they, or they bite the, the head of the jig and yeah. they don't get the hook. Yeah. yeah, I was watching something the other day, and somebody was talking about that. That they were calling it like the double tap okay. when it comes to like bluegills and stuff like that. Like where they'll come up and they'll grab the, like the back of the waxworm just to feel it, and then and then it, it made sense because like sometimes you they'll come in there and they'll just completely inhale it. You know, get it in their mouth, just that one big poop. They got it in there, but sometimes they do. They just kind of come up there and they'll bite the end. And I think sometimes for some of us, we get, you know, a little like antsy because you can feel it. Like, yep, especially if yep. you can't see it. I know if you're exactly not, what you're talking if about. If you're not sight fishing and you're just like, oh, and it's like they ripped off half your waxworm and stuff like that. And that's where they talk about sometimes with a tungsten jig compared to a lead jig where that comes into play sometimes is, you know, that tungsten jig's a little heavier. So when they do grab the back of that waxworm, like you kind of like like you want to let them have it but they feel the weight of that jig so they spit it out where the lead is a little bit lighter so sometimes they don't feel that and then they'll so that'll you know cause them to inhale yep. it the rest of the way on that and they were calling it like double tap or something like hmm. that so yeah no i'm sure there's i'm sure there's something to that and and uh you know uh, i i suppose there's probably plenty of times where it's like wow the light light lead jig you know that's right. that's what you need for the way that they're biting but I'll, I'll still take my tungsten jigs. Uh, well, there's no doubt about it. But yeah, whatever. Uh, obviously, if you're really, really gonna dissect it, I'm sure that they have their time and place. But uh, um, whatever. Uh, frozen pizza. Were you guys? Were you guys using a lot of? Were you using waxworms? Waxworms only yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, we, you know, the last time that we were out there, I, I, I definitely. I mean. Those of you guys listening know that I use waxworms a lot, but uh, I definitely always think that waxworms shine a little bit more early ice, and uh, I do think that towards the the later part of the year, um, I, I definitely feel like when when you and I are out or, or whatever, um, you know, it, it's my cadence, it's the waxworms, it's something. But uh, late ice, I always kind of I always kind of suck. And it always leaves a real bad taste in my mouth. Uh, go, you know, it's, it's like I'll 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 do really good uh, early ice. I'll do really good in the middle. And and those last few ice sh- trips of the year, I get my freaking teeth kicked in. And I don't know, oh. leaves leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Not but, uh, this year. It won't happen this year. No, I know that. I know that because I'm I'm thinking that uh, I'm just going to be that dude, and I'm going to know when to switch to plastics, and. I'm going to throw on a couple of Mackies and just freaking yeah. start hammering them. No when to hold them, what I no when to hold them. That's what I do. That's quality fisherman. You're going to be the gambler when it comes yep. to late ice. Elite year. level. 
elite level. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> all right, uh, frozen pizza review this week. Uh, we've got the. Uh, I I thought I was going to splurge a little bit, Matt. Oh yeah, DiGiorno. Oh, went with the DiGiorno Rising Crust Original Four Cheese. And uh, I'll be honest, I I set off. I went down to the grocery store. This was a uh, this was a night before. Uh, uh, this was the Friday night of uh, uh, going into the Christmas uh, weekend. Uh, me and the wife are at home, and I said, you know what? I feel like a frozen pizza tonight. I think I'm going to go downtown and uh, get you know get kind of a high dollar frozen yep. pizza. You know, treat the wife to something special and and uh, put on your nice flannel. <laughs> Sure. And I told her to you know, put, put slate to bed. And yeah, get ready. <laughs> it's about to go down. We're talking pizza and DiGiorno pizza. Yep. But uh, whatever, uh, you know, thinking, you know, God dang it. Now, I, I'm feeling good all the way bringing this thing home. Busted out of the uh, the wrapper and I uh, believe, or busted out of the box. And it's got this uh, special, uh, um, I don't know, plastic wrapper on it, you know, trying to be big shots. And I'm going to tell you, garbage. What do you give it? Grade A garbage. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not even giving it a review yet. I've got the picture right here. If you, if, if you're going to freaking buy, if you're going to, if, if you're going to sell a pizza for like nine dollars, you got to at least be able to get the damn sauce on the freaking pizza. Look at, look, look at this video here, Matt. Let's see this. What the heck? It's like lopsided. Lopsided? It freaking like they only got sauce on half the damn pizza. It looks like the crust on the one side of the pizza is like five say, inches. It five like inches it slid in. over. Yeah. Looks like, like Ramsey put that pizza together for him. And and like I I get I get you know it, it doesn't have to be perfect. I'm I'm more than happy if the sauce kind of goes up over the crust. Like that pizza was made at. 455 on a friday <laughs> exactly like i mean we're talking about a round pizza crust and it, it, it's like a half moon yep that's literally what it looked like was a damn half moon and 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 the crust and or, or the the sauce is just like half mooning on this damn on this damn crust and you're already pissed off what I mean, right. You I open am it up. Right. Yeah. yeah, you open it up. You spend nine bucks on this pizza, and this is what it's looking like right now. So right. It's just and like, this This son of a gun better taste damn good. When, like, I, I don't want to sit here and brag, but I've eaten a couple of frozen pizzas here. And so when this this was the worst, like, even that Yachty's pizza, like, when I opened up that up, I was like, Ooh, man, like, I don't know about this. But but after, after you threw right. it in the oven, it's like, all right, this came around. Like, yeah. this came around. I'm for that. But uh, this this was just grade A garbage, like freaking garbage, like garbage. And uh, so whatever, I throw it in the oven right on the rack. You know how we do it. And uh, pull it out, cut it up, and and I'll, I'll say it, it battled back. It battled back, you okay, know, obviously. It, half, half the pizza battled back. Right. Half, you know, right. half the pizza battled back. I mean, you know, I'm not a big pizza crust guy to begin with. And, and when I'm freaking slicing up pizza and, and you know, I've, I've literally got some parts of that pizza that are, are when, when you got slices of pizza that are, that are three quarter crust and, and right. one, you know, one bite's worth of sauce. You're going to have to throw a 16th of this pizza away exactly i don't like that right no i don't like that not not for nine dollars no so whatever but i will say taste wise it battled back um 
I'm still not uh, st- well, still not over the moon. Appearance about- is a big is a big it deal. Is. It is. You know, it's a cheese pizza, so I will say that uh, you know I, I can't sit here and dock it for toppings. There wasn't supposed to be any toppings. Had a decent amount of cheese on it, um, but but I'm I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going with a going with a three point seven. There you go, three point seven, and and I feel I'm actually being a smidge generous on that for the price. Right, price was too high. Um, price price was too high. Toppings, you know, doesn't have a ton. You know, it's a it's a cheese pizza. It, it definitely is no lots of matza. Um, can't can't get the sauce on the pizza. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just all the way across just, the board, I'm, it is. I'm going 3-7. And, and uh, you know, DiGiorno, I feel like I'm really giving you a nod of the cap there for, for even giving you a 3-7. should probably be a 1.4. Right. But, uh, Any DiGiorno representatives listen to this. Yeah, send reach it. out to me and, yeah, and send, send me another him, one. Send them another one. Make it right because that thing looks – that does look like garbage. I got a video is, of it. I'll so. show it. You don't want you don't <laughs> want me posting it on Facebook and, and talking bad about DiGiorno That's pizza. That's right. I, I mean, it was a 3.7. I'd, I'd give them another chance. Probably will. But uh, whatever the case, uh, that um, I think that's going to be our frozen pizza review this week. I uh, got a question for you. All right. I was thinking about this the other day because. No, I will not make I mean, out with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a pair of gloves that I wear, like okay. my daily gloves, and the one finger got a hole in it. Uh you ever had that? Did you ever have that growing up in the Sturman household where you had like the box of gloves where it was just like you had to go in there? It's like, oh, I need gloves. I'm going outside and playing. We've got that and upstairs. I was right gonna say, you go in there and you got like like 10 right hands and a left hand, and it's like, god damn it, and stuff like that. So you're mixing and matching. Like, what are some of the other things like, like socks? You know, get a hole in them and stuff like that you throw in the whole set away or you just throw in the one with the hole in oh, i'm just throwing away the one with the hole because i i try to you know well I'll, I'll buy you know a 12 pack of socks so if if i bust a right. toe out on one sock then i'll i'll uh when when i take them out in the morning and i go to go to put them on and i see that the one sock is bad i'll i'll run a sock that's got a hole in it no issue but it all depends on what I'm doing. Right. You know, if it's just work, like, no problem. Holes in socks, big deal. But if I'm, like, going over to somebody's place and I know that I'm going <laughs> to be kicked. put the good socks yeah, on. Well, you do. Like, yeah, I, you, I, gotta, you don't want to be looking like a bum at somebody's house. Right. Christmas morning, I'm freaking throwing on some holy socks. And, and it's like, ah, no big deal, whatever. And it's like, but we're going over to my parents' place. Like, yeah. I got cousins coming over, whatever. And, and I, I just can't. Uh, I can't do that, so I uh, had to had to do whatever. But now, what what I'll do is I'll just go and take the good sock. I'll throw it back on my dresser. I'll take the bad sock and throw it away. And uh, then then the wife knows, like, rude. okay, gonna gonna work that one in because yep. uh, eventually here uh, there there's gonna be another one. Yeah, I was gonna say eventually you develop a hole in a different one. So now you're even again. It's just I just had I was just wondering that. It's just like, man, do I throw? It's like, why would I hold on to both gloves? Because it's like. Yeah, you don't just got another glove hanging right. around. <laughs> it's, it's just kind of like, huh. so that got me thinking a little bit. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I wonder what else there all is out there. Yeah, just I, throw it know, into the boulevard of broken dreams. And, and that, yeah, that got me thinking. I can always remember going downstairs if you're going to go outside and play in the snow and go to the glove box. <laughs> try to mismatch. You know, try to find something that somewhat matches. Every yeah. once in a while, you might have to take, if you don't have enough left-handed gloves, you might have to take a righty and flip it upside down. And <laughs> yep. Don't quite we, bend the right we've way. We've all done that. <laughs> it we've doesn't all done quite that. bend like it's supposed to, but hey, 
It works. Yeah, it gets you out there. That's right. All right. Freedom Brew, uh, good news stories of the day of the week. Uh, our buddies, Austin and Brianna over at Freedom Brew, Larchwood, Iowa, the best coffee shop in the dang world. And uh, I don't think that there's any competition. No, neither do I. Emily got a lot of gift cards to, Did to Freedom Brew for, for Christmas. Presents. And you're stealing so, them. I might have to. Well, I bought one of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Is that strategy? That's, that's like. Right. Yeah, that's like when you uh, get uh, get your wife the thing that you actually wanted for Christmas. I'm like, oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, now I can use it. <laughs> cool. But um, all right, uh, you got a good news story? Uh, yeah, I got. Uh, it's kind of cool. The other day at my parents' house, we had our Christmas, and my nephew Coy was more excited to talk to me about his uh, rod case that he got nice for ice fishing and some of the stuff he got ice fishing then the fact that they get to go to disney world so <laughs> so i was like yeah that's that's hey man come on mike just get the kid another rod kick you don't <laughs> yeah. need to go to orlando oh yeah they do i can't wait i can't wait to see i want video of mike standing in line down there he ain't gonna do right. good i about uh, got into three fights yeah. at disney like honestly like two two guys like i'm i'm seriously jawing with yeah it's hot i'm pissed we've spent way too much fucking money here <laughs> so i really can't you know when i heard that that's what they were doing was taking them to that was their big christmas nice. gift was the disney world thing i thought oh man uh, i can't wait oh i just need some pictures and some video of this when he's down there but no he was coy was more excited about that and then I gave him a bunch of ice fishing stuff, and he was nice. super pumped about that. And I hope I hope we're recording one of the nights that Mike is down there in Orlando because <laughs> we're calling him. <laughs> we are calling him. <laughs> we're with Mike live from Orlando. <laughs> I think it might be the most colorful episode we'd ever have. So. Yep. But uh, how about you? Uh, my uh, my good news story this week uh, is going to go out to our buddy Ramrod and his dad. Uh, Ramrod's dad lives down in Texas, and uh, and we um, did confirm that that was a true tornado he, story. That he, he messaged told. me. His dad messaged me and uh, um, said that uh, that that was a real deal. That uh, old Ramrod was actually in a sh- suburban uh, twister came through, pulled the old one eighty and and uh, whatever. So. I guess, you know, it's kind of like people that see aliens, you know, I guess you got to take them at their word, but, uh, <laughs> you don't believe it until you're getting probed. So. Right. <laughs> exactly right. That's but, pretty real. Yep. But, uh, no, my, uh, my good news story goes out. Uh, so actually Ramrod's wife had texted me probably about a month and a half ago and, uh, had said, Hey, Ramrod's dad, uh, wants to send him up, uh, um, a gun. And so, uh, Dusty's dad ended up calling me, uh, old, old Browning shotgun. I don't know. I think it's like five generations or something like that. Uh, um, it was like Dusty's great, great grandpa's, um, whatever, but, uh, it's been passed down and, uh, uh, Ramrod's dad, Ronnie decided that, uh, it was time to, uh, pass it on down to, uh, to Dusty. So he, um, got a hold of me. We, uh, um, got a FFL holders, uh, um, you know, one down in Texas, one up here. They were able to uh, to do a transfer, get it sent up here, and uh, so on Christmas morning, in two in true ramrod fashion, uh, 
Uh, I told him, hey, I'm going to be over at your house in 10 minutes. And he's like, yeah, all right, sounds good. So I go over to his house in 10 minutes and no one's there. <laughs> so I drive by Ramrod's in-laws. Sure enough, there's Ramrod's pickup. Go up to the door, ring the doorbell. Oh, hey, Scott, what's up? I don't know, Ramrod. You know, 10 <laughs> minutes ago when I freaking texted you and said I was coming to your house, like, oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't. My phone was on silent. <laughs> okay, whatever. But uh, was able to get that uh, gun to him. And uh, I don't know, pretty, pretty badass deal. Uh, you know, just an old family heirloom like that. And uh, uh, that is pretty cool. And uh, so, yep, it was a, it was a good deal. And uh, that would be my uh, good news story this week. Um, that is episode 201. We appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, um, I think we got Mike Olson from Fish Addictions on next week. Yeah, hopefully it works out and yep. we can chat with him. Yep. Uh, they got a new game show going, kind of like the 39 hours deal, yeah. but it's a whole ice fishing season long deal. Uh, six guys, three teams, 13 species in the top three uh uh fish for each one then Something there's like going to be yeah. points awarded there's a trailer on fish addictions if you go on youtube but uh, i think the first episode is actually out now so is it okay i think it might be okay but uh yeah we uh um matt uh matt talked to mike uh, we're hoping to get that all lined up and uh that uh, hopefully will be next week we'll let mike uh, give a plug on that show uh, tell us the rules whatever but uh yeah until next week uh, this was episode 201 we'll see you next week on 202 later <laughs>